Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Hey, good morning, everyone. I hope you all are doing well. Um, man, we have to get into a numbers of 36 this morning on this Monday. Um, if you're wondering why you're looking at my face today, uh, Papa's feeling a little under the weather. So uh, definitely covering my brother's back this morning. And uh, so definitely be in prayer for him. Make sure that he's, uh, you know, gets through uh, whatever little bug uh, that has him uh, carried down. Um, and so let's uh let's definitely pray let's get into what god has for us in numbers 36 we have some preliminary stuff actually i want to read before we get into it after we pray that let's that kind of catches us up a little bit um as to what is going on and uh as god normally does there is a lot more to unpack in what is really being said on the surface here um, so let's pray. Let's get into it. Let's have a great Monday and start our week off right. Uh, Lord, we come to you this morning on this Monday morning early. Lord, we just come to you uh, just with open hearts and open minds, uh, just with a soul that's uh, hungering more uh, to learn from you, to hear from your word, to hear from your heart this morning, Lord. Um, we just pray that uh, you teach us this morning, that you uh, show us something in our heart and our mind that uh, just draws us closer to you, draws us in more obedience, draws us more understanding uh, into your will and to what you want to do. Lord, I surrender myself to you, that this be your word uh, and not my own, uh, that you even teach myself this morning. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. All right. Let's get into it. I hope you all are doing well. So I said I wanted to jump over into a certain area that kind of gives us context clues to what is going on. We need to travel back a little bit in numbers uh, into chapter 27, right? So real quick in chapters 27, uh, and it's right at the beginning of that chapter. This just gives us a reminder. Uh, uh, Zelophelad. All right, so this is the daughters of Zelophehad. Uh, Numbers 27, real quick. Uh, one day, a petition was presented by the daughters of uh, Zelophehad. Um, Mela, Noah, uh, Hogla, uh, <coughs> Malka, Terza, um, and Terza. Their father, Zelophehad, uh, had a descendant of a helper and son of Ge uh, Gilead son of Maker and son of Manasseh, son of Joseph. These women stood before Moses, Eleazar and the priest uh, and the tribal leaders and their entire community at the entrance of the tabernacle. Our father died in the wilderness, they said. He was not among Korah's followers. Korah was a rebellion one, see, who rebelled against the Lord. Uh, he died because of his own sin but he had no sons. Why should the name of our father disappear from his clan just because he had no sons? Give us property 
along with the rest of our relatives. So Moses brought uh, their case before the Lord, and the Lord replied to Moses, the claim of the daughters of Zahelophed uh, is legitimate. You must give them a grant of land um, along with their father's relatives. Assign them the property that would have been given to their father. Okay, so just that's where we're going to get into what is going on here. And uh, this is getting readdressed uh, right here in Numbers 36. Okay, so just wanted to remind us where we're at. Number 36, um, verse 1. Then the heads of the clan of Gilead, descendants of uh, Machir, sons of Manasseh, son of Joseph, came to Moses and the family leaders of Israel with a petition. They said, Sir, the Lord instructed you to divide the land um, by sacred lot among the people of Israel. You were told by the Lord to give the grant of land owned by our brother Zehelophed to his daughters. But if they marry men from another tribe, their grants of land will go to them, uh, to the tribe in which they marry. In this way, the total area of our tribe will be reduced. Then when the year of Jubilee comes, their portion of land will be added uh, to that of the new tribe, causing it to be lost forever to our ancestral tribe. Real quick, the year of Jubilee. Year of Jubilee is, um, so this comes out of uh, basically the whole longer uh, list of sabbatical rules. Okay, so you had every seventh day, you were to have a Sabbath, uh, and then on your land, every seventh year, you were to also have a Sabbath year as well, all right? Uh, and so in that seventh year, the land must not be used um, for farmland, like whatever grows there naturally, if uh, you've got crops that naturally are growing there. Uh, because of the previous six years, let them grow, but you're not doing anything to specifically cultivate and use that land. You're just letting it do its thing. You're letting it rest and whatever naturally comes out of it, you can keep. It did say like you can have whatever fruit or vegetable or any of that kind of goods that the land produced on its own. Naturally, you may have that. But other than that, it was not something specific that you went after um to do so you let that land rest uh, for the seventh year uh after seven times of that rotation so 49 years um on the 50th year after became a year of jubilee right year of jubilee and this is out of leviticus uh chapter 25 um the one through one through seven verses talk about the seven years rest of your land and then 8 through 13 is jubilee saying on that 50th year you're going to have this year of just completely like you and the land rest completely um so think about that every 50 years you're just like yo i'm not working for a whole year try telling your boss that nowadays <laughs> right um but it's like hey i'm not I'm just i'm not allowed to work um you were, all your slaves were free. Uh, all of your, um, all your debts were forgiven completely, like regardless of where the standing is. So, uh, man, that I can see where a lot of people would be like, hey, let's bring that back today. Because every 50 years, everyone's just debt free. I don't know. It just like it vanishes. Um, 
man, MasterCard would not be happy. <laughs> All right. And then uh, the other part of that is that you were to return to your property. You, whatever. Uh, so this was an idea. If I was to sell my property to Doug, the whole purpose of this is I'm not selling him property. I'm actually selling him what is produced out of the property. So if I give Doug three acres of land, how much can three acres of land produce, whether it's corn, whether it's raising cattle, whether it's whatever it is, uh, that is what he's actually purchasing. It's really the potential of the land, not the physical land itself. And so God even prescribes that if I'm going to sell Doug three acres of my land, I have to price appropriate that um, in accordance to when Jubilee is to happen on the calendar. So if I sell him that and I have 49 years to go till the year of Jubilee, man, that's a bit, some very expensive land. Uh, I've got, He's got to buy 49 years worth of productivity that that land could produce potentially for him. Um, but if I've only got seven years or less or anything, hey, that's going to be a pretty small amount of payment because that's all he's purchased. He's basically in a long-term rent for that land until the year of Jubilee. So that's what makes this very, very important because guess what? Here it says when the year of Jubilee comes, their portion of the land will be added to that of the new tribe. So if I am one of the daughters here and I get land and I marry somebody outside of my, is if I marry somebody outside of the tribe of Manasseh, right? And outside of my tribe of Manasseh, I go marry somebody in Judah. I go marry somebody um, in Benjamin, whatever other tribe, that land that was appropriated to me now belongs to my husband, right? And my husband is in Benjamin or my husband is in Judah or whatever. Now that portion of land becomes Judah property or becomes Benjamin or whatever. And that's what God is saying. Don't do that because here that land will permanently stay with them. It's not going to, it doesn't, Jubilee doesn't reset that clock, right? Here it is a permanent a thing. Uh, this is one of the few exceptions to the year of Jubilee here. So Moses gave the Israelites, verse five, this is, uh, so Moses gave the Israelites this command uh, from the Lord. The, cl the claim of the men of the tribe of Joseph is legitimate. This is what the Lord commanded and commands concerning the daughters of uh, Zelophehad. Let them marry anyone they like, as long as it, it is within their own ancestral tribe. None of the territory, uh, territorial land may pass from tribe to tribe, for all the land given to each tribe must remain within the tribe to which it is first allotted. The daughters throughout the tribes of Israel who are in line to inherit property must marry within their tribe so that all the Israelites will keep their ancestral property. No grant of land may pass from one tribe to another. Each tribe uh, of Israel must keep its allotted portion of land. The daughters of Zehalophed did as the Lord commanded Moses. Uh, Mahala, uh, Terza, Agla, uh, Melka, and Noah 
all married cousins of their father's side. They married into the clans of Manasseh, uh, so a son of Joseph. Thus, the inheritance of land remained within the ancestral tribe. These are the commands and regulations that the Lord gave to the people of Israel through Moses while they were camped on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. The word of the Lord. There's the finished part of that. All right. So big thing. What is going on here? Um, first off, that ending right there, that we are done with numbers right there with the final of reading of that. Uh, and I know some people are like, whoo, let's get out of here. I want to put my Excel spreadsheet away and be done with numbers. But, um, you know, there's so much that I think we learned out of here. Uh, and that final verse there, that's really an encapsulating verse, not just for chapter 36, but for all of numbers. Uh, of this book of what of everything that has come to them um we're seeing this uh fulfillment now of going into the promised land from them but what is all this in 36 well, i don't understand this whole idea of like what do you mean i can't just marry who i want i can't just marry who i'm who i fell in love with like oh my gosh and from a female standpoint like what if what if that cute guy is from the tribe of judah why why can't i marry him and there's an idea here and this comes into a much bigger bigger uh spiritual part that really plays very well off of uh the message yesterday pastor and brendan's message yesterday has there's so much more to unpack from that i can't wait for the next uh installments of this series um knowing god's will for my life understand that first bubble the first one that he talked about kingdom understanding that is so much bigger than we even give it credit for that is so much bigger than we give it credit for and that's exactly what's going on here this is a kingdom minded perspective this is a perspective of understanding god's will in a bigger larger and longer time frame totality than even my own life altogether than even my own kids and grandkids altogether it's even further than that it's longevity and it's longevity of purity it's longevity of uh, maintaining the blessings of god where he originally designed them to be and this is hey we got to get out of ourself and understand god's greater will at that kingdom perspective that's the whole point here when we step away from ourselves here we kind of get a better understanding of oh but when we look at it internally like i want to marry who i want to marry and that's a huge part of our culture today, right? I want to marry somebody for love. I want that Cinderella story. Or guys, we want to be that knight in shining armor that comes in and, and that girl's just like smitten by us and we sweep her under the her feet and everything with love and all this great stuff and all of these fairy tale ideas of marriage and love. And not to say that there's not good times in that and we shouldn't have great loving feelings and uh and there's goodness in that but there's a level that guess what that's that's good but there's bigger forces at work here there's bigger understanding 
than just our own little happy marriage and our own happy life. Okay, there's a bigger step-by-step what's going on in God's kingdom. And it's understanding of the purity of this idea of that. Um, Now, we have kind of gotten away from that. We are, of course, most pretty much probably 95% of us on here right now are Gentiles. And so we don't fall under the uh, tribes of Israel type understanding. Uh, But the whole thing for us is just understanding purity, understanding uh, being equally yoked as well being equally yoked all of the tribes of israel basically had like their own thing going on within the 12 of them that made up the whole um you know nation of israel each of them had their own thing we definitely see that the levites they were designated specifically to be the priests to be that priestly uh, portion they didn't even get portions of land they directly got their benefits and they're taken care of by God himself for him uh for them to be taking care of God himself like uh that's a huge huge deal but each of them has their own personality and their own thing that is for them and so God wants to keep that purity going God wants to keep that in uh in without giving rid of what's going on how does that affect us, though? It's keeping the blessings within where he's designed them to go. It doesn't need to be spread across anywhere else. Our feelings often get us in trouble. How often can you say that? I think if we all look back, there's a portion where, oop. My feelings got me in trouble. My feelings led me astray. My feelings may have gotten me into a situation that really, in a bigger sense, is not the best for me. And guess what? It's going to have even further repercussions. There's a perfect example of this. And to the originators of the 12 tribes, Reuben was the firstborn of, uh, of Jacob. Reuben was the firstborn. Reuben was supposed to actually be the head that got double portion of the inheritance of his father. This is all back in Genesis, um, in Genesis 35, 22. We see that Reuben committed adultery. He lost out on his double portion of inheritance being the firstborn. That went to the two sons of Joseph, which, of course, were Manasseh and Ephraim. That Jacob said, I'm going to adopt your two first sons, Joseph, and they will replace that double inheritance of Reuben. There's, we have to understand that our whatever we want personally can have repercussions that will last much further and much longer down the line than even ourselves, than even ourselves. You say, well, Jesus paid for all that. Yes, Jesus paid for our sins. And that's that's some of the beautiful grace that we get to walk and deal with right now, that we get to hold on to is that grace. However, the repercussions, the natural order of things of your sin and your actions will still happen. 
God still allows those things to happen. We wonder, well, if God loves me and I had and my sins are forgiven, uh, then guess what? If you steal something as a Christian, you're still going to go to jail. Okay, the repercussions of your actions will still continue on, will still happen. There's still discipline and everything else. All of that's going to go on. We see that this is also part of being equally yoked, right? We have that principle. Uh, we talk about that as uh, even Christians that really technically when we talk, we want to talk to our younger generation, those that haven't been married yet or anything like that. Um, and we even deal with current married couples like where, hey, guess what? You guys got to get on the same same page. You guys got to get on the same page. We are to be equally yoked. Believers should be marrying in with other believers, keeping the kingdom of God strong, keeping each other's faith built up and strong as each other are taking care of that uh, instead of adding turmoil and division within the house. We see that so often. We see that currently. I'm sure many of you can think of somebody right now that's dealing with that is a struggle within their own house. One of the two is not either as strong of a believer or not even a believer at all. And the other one is and wants to be at church like quite often. And we see this struggle back and forth of uh, this versus that. and it's not on the same page and it just causes some issues. God's wanting here. Guess what? There's so much spirituality to what's going on. It's not just about land. It's not just about land. It's about, guess what? This was given to you as a blessing. Don't squander it. Don't mess this up. Don't ruin this. Your part of Manasseh, was to even stay, we talked about this on Thursday, was um, they were even going to stay on the east side of the Jordan as well to help herd a lot of cattle, to help herd a lot of sheep. There is a lot of that going on where they need, they need that amount of land to be herdsmen. So if you start piecing out some of the land away and away and away, it takes away from the ability to do the purpose in which you're there to do. Don't hurt the purpose in which God has called you to do. Don't do things that are going to take away from your ability to fulfill your purpose. Don't do things that are going to put jeopardy in line to what your purpose is meant for. That's the whole thing. That's the biggest deal here is what is my purpose? And guess what? How can I enable that? How can I grow that? How can I steward that the best that I can? And what are the things that will hurt me, that will take that away, that will in the long term have a slower effect, have a dwindling down of what God's blessing is and what God's purpose is. This is kingdom-minded perspective. This is bigger understanding than just what I want to do and what I think God is calling me to do in the now. 
don't worry about the now because the now has an effect for a bigger reason. Guess what? The now doesn't always feel good. The now is sacrificing and dying to yourself now so that God's will will prevail. Understand that what we do now has a bigger effect on the full kingdom perspective and how you're either fitting into it or not fitting into it. Now, look, God's overall kingdom perspective is going to happen. God's overall will for the course of the world is going to happen. I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do and there's nothing any of y'all can do that's going to thwart God's ultimate will for the path of this world. But ultimately, the question for you and I today is, are you going to be part of that or are you going to sit back and watch? There's nothing you can do to stop it. So joining the other side isn't going to stop it. It's just going to like you're going to sit back and watch the destruction uh, and everything else. And just you're just going to it's not going to be well. It's not going to do well. Or you can jump on board and say, God, what is your will? Your will be done. And I want to be a part of that. However that looks, whatever the right way of going about this is. And guess what? Here's the good part. Is that God within God's will is blessings for his people. Within God's will is being able to be taken care of and provided for and a deeper sense of purpose and meaning for God's people. For us that say, yes, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. Guess what? It's not a bad thing. It's a blessing for us. It's a good thing. It's going to happen so much well for us Whatever the enemy meant for evil, God will use it for good for those that love him. So understand that this is not a hindrance. This is an understanding of keeping things holy, keeping things set apart, keeping purity to not just the land and inheritance, but this is a bigger kingdom perspective of staying equally yoked, equally understanding of what God has for all of us. And so really none of this, like we're not going to worry about land getting transferred from family to family or any of that kind of stuff. This is just a deeper understanding for us as to what does God have for me in his overall kingdom perspective Why does God want to lead me or give me commands to act a certain way? Why does God want me and others to uh, be equally yoked? Why? Because we build each other up. We don't want our spirituality to be broken apart. Here he's saying, I don't want the land to be broken apart. I want the land to stay together within the tribes in which I put it. Okay, this is where it needs to stay. There's a reason for that. There's a longer, bigger reason for all of that. Guess what? Same thing applies to us. There is a bigger reason why uh, I do what I do in your family. Every one of us here has a Jesus story on how God is building up our faith, building up our home, and working to do so much goodness in our house. Keep that going. 
don't do decisions that are going to thwart and take away and hurt the will of God in your life. The overarching kingdom of God, God's going to handle that. But you individually, are you going to be a part of that? Are you going to say yes to what God has for you today? Are you going to say yes to what God has for you and your descendants even further on in a larger kingdom-minded perspective? And that's the hardest part. I think that, if you will, on all of those bubbles, I can understand the kingdom bubble. But there's times where a lot of time I'm praying, God, how, how do I need to act? How do I need to operate in my life? How do I help build that larger kingdom of God bubble? What is, what is my connection there? Because like I, we can read the Bible and see Revelation and see the end and see all of what God wants to do and 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 just it's great head knowledge. But what is it? How do I, how does my little minuscule speck of life on the larger scale actually fit in to accomplish your will in your kingdom? It's like a link in the chain, right? Right, the whole chain is huge. Like, what is one link in the whole chain? Well, if that one link isn't there, it's not linking the other chains together, right? Sure, you can do other things to kind of fix and mend it. Let's not be that rusty link in the chain. Let's not be that one that's uh, the weak spot in what God's will is for uh, the totality of the kingdom. And so that's ultimately what this is talking about is just saying, hey, hey, let's keep what's going on to go further. And we see that we have such a small part to play, but it can have huge implications much, much further than even our own lives can comprehend. And that's tough. And it's really difficult because of our own society right now. It's very, very difficult, I think, for us to really, and and not even just a headspace, but even pull that into our heart is understanding that fullness of just even our own actions, uh, how we live our life, um, how we demonstrate our life to others how our children are learning from us and our actions and how we do things, that that whole domino effect ramification of what is going on on understanding the realness of that. And, And we can think, okay, well, I can see how my actions affect my kids. I can see how my actions can affect my grandkids. Well, what are my actions affecting my great, 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 great kids further down the line? How does that operate? How is that building up? Or how is that taking pieces apart? And that's and honestly, that is a tough question. But it's something to pray on. And it's something to make sure that that's why God's rules and, God, and the way God wants us to operate um, is very important. It's very important. So 
Big, deep thought this morning, big, deep thoughts for how God's kingdom operates and understanding the bigger totality of how he is. I know that that's kind of like almost a a weird sobering thought, um, because really, when you're looking at 36, like none of that, none of the direct uh, implications here have anything for us. But the bigger spiritual understanding of what is going on here in chapter 36 um, has so much bigger for us uh, when we look at it from that kingdom minus perspective and that bubble that uh, that we talked about yesterday during Sunday service. So if you missed a yesterday, you want to uh, definitely watch that service um, uh, on YouTube when, and everything. That is it was so, so good to kind of get that. And I can't wait for the rest of this message series of um, how do I know God's will for my life uh, and getting all of those bubble perspectives right as much as possible, as best as possible, so that we can be um, agents for the kingdom of God uh, and doing great things. Um, I hope you all have a great day. Let's pray uh, and let's get on with our Monday and then move forward in this week um, and with blessings from the Lord. Uh, God, we just uh, we just come to you. We thank you for your word. Lord, this is some deep, sobering thoughts, some really uh, huge, huge uh, understanding, a, a little bit of bigger of what you are doing in the kingdom, what you are doing in your overarching longer and bigger perspective than even just our own lives. Lord, sometimes we need to hear this just to get out of ourselves to understand that even though we may even think that our little uh, life span here on earth um, is so small in comparison to all that you've been doing since the creation of the world till uh, the end, uh, Lord, but we do have a piece to play. We are a small link in that huge long chain of yours. Uh, and so, Lord, may we do the best may, uh, that we can. Um, may we follow your will. May you give us clarity and understanding to go forward in our lives. May you just give us clarity and understanding of uh, what you, your bigger kingdom is and how we fit into that, Lord, because uh, it's all about you. Um, it's understanding that you have a greater understanding uh, than what we can even do. So may we just um, lean on you and not on ourselves. Uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you. Um, Give us uh, insight and wisdom the rest of this week. I pray a blessing over everybody on this call and everybody listening to this later as well. Um, May we go forth in your will, Lord, and um, please you. Uh, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. All right, everyone. Have a great Monday. We'll see you later and love you guys. Take care. God bless.